0: 1 Kings chapter 21 and verse 1. If you have it, say amen. amen. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard, which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs because it is near unto my house and I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it. Or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. And Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my father's unto thee. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. The story goes on. Jezebel comes. She talks to him. She concocts a plan. She manipulates. She usurps Ahab's authority. She does things under the table and in a sneaky manner and fashion. And the bottom line is um, found in verse 13, where the whole dynamic ends up with this. There came in two men, children of Belial, and sat before him. And the men, this is Naboth And the men of Belial witnessed against him Even against Naboth in the presence of the people Saying Naboth did blaspheme God and the king Then they carried him forth out of the city And stoned him with stones That he died They stoned him with stones That he died I have been serving God just long enough to know that living for God requires courage and determination and spiritual fortitude. By the help of God tonight, I want to preach a message that I have entitled Paying the Price That Principle demands. Paying the price that principle demands. Look at the person next to you and tell them, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to heaven. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I love the truth. The longer I live, the more that I see, the more I yearn for the simple things, for the things of God, for spiritual things. And what I took for granted as a young man, I have learned to treasure more and more daily as I have grown in God, and I've come to the conclusion that I simply love the truth. Uh, we are living in an age that says that there is no truth. Um, there, there are no absolutes. That. There is no objective meaning, but what is right for you is not necessarily right for me. And we'll agree to disagree. And you go to heaven your way, I'll go to heaven my way. There's many paths, we're all going to the same place. And universities are filled with that. Hollywood pushes it relentlessly. And we are watching the lines that have been drawn in the sand be erased by city after city and state by state as we descend further and further into meaninglessness. I love the truth. I love the people of the truth. Amen. Uh, There's a sound that truth-loving people have. Uh, It's not, it's not the kind of a sound that is built upon just the beat of a drum or the, the scream of an organ or talented chorded notes on a piano, but it's a sound that praying ears can identify. The world may not know the difference, but truth people know the difference. I didn't come to make noise, I came to worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Talent can impress you. Charisma can inspire you. Honey, but only the truth can make you free. Hallelujah makes you feel good and praising is a good time but truth will break the shackles truth will tear down the strongholds truth will establish your moral character truth will break the chains and truth will kick open the prison doors and set the captives free and s- bind up the brokenhearted. The truth. Amen. The devil does not love the truth. He hates the truth, and he will do everything in his power to lessen its glare, to lessen the bright shining of God's truth. to move the spotlight of God's judgment away, to murky the waters, to obfuscate, to, to hide, to disseminate, to confuse, he, he is a liar. And he is not only a liar, he is the father of lies. and there is no truth in him. He was a murderer from the beginning. Amen. But I'm glad I'm in a church that still loves the truth. Nobody can sing like truth-preaching people. Nobody can worship like truth-preaching people. Nobody can pray like truth-preaching people. Hallelujah. Nobody can have church like the one God Jesus named people can. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord, let them say so whom he hath redeemed out of the hand of the enemy. I want to know if on a Thursday night, there's some apostolic young people that can say, I don't want the show. I want the truth. I don't want the games. I want the truth. I don't what want the deception and the lie that the world tries to pawn off on my generation. Give me the whole truth. The Nothing but the truth. Young person, your marriage will not survive without the truth. Your life will not be blessed, it will not prosper without the guiding principles of God's word. Truth is principle. They are synonymous words. They are the character of God. And when you seek after truth, you're not seeking for a thing, you're seeking for a person. And that person's name is Jesus. Now you know people like this and I know people like this. We're living in a world of skepticism. We are living in a world of sarcasm. We're living in a world that has been lied to so often They have seen so many, so many televangelists fall. So many quote unquote Christians profess and then fall short. We are living in a world that is extremely skeptical of the things of God. This isn't something to get down about because the darker that gets, the brighter the real church shines. We don't need to hang our head down. We need to get our heads up. We need to get our hands up. We need to lift up our voices and say this is what the real church looks like. There is a real church. There is a real truth, not a truth, the truth, a specific truth, hallelujah, that unless you're born of the water and born of the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And this truth can set the hearts of men and women free. Amen. You know people like this. Oftentimes they are good folks. They are hardworking folks. They are responsible folks. Hardworking, responsible people who are skeptical of the church world because they've been hurt. And they might even have a little sin in their life. But I learned a long time ago that hard work, responsibility, discipline, and sincerity are all branches of truth. They come from the same rootstock. And if somebody has sincerity, I know that there's hope to bring them to Jesus. Oftentimes, they will be skeptical of the religious world, and rightly so, because the religious world, the secular religious world, they don't have the answers. They're falling apart. They are losing battle after battle after battle because you can't mock God's word for decades and then try to stand up when it touches something that you think goes a little too far. The only thing that can stand up against the world is the real church. I don't mean the church that Martin Luther built, and I don't mean the church that the Pope built, and I don't mean the church that John Wesley built, I mean the church that Jesus Christ built upon this rock, not another rock, not denominationalism, not religiosity, but upon this rock, what rock? That Jesus Christ is the mighty God in Christ none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm in a Jesus name church tonight. I'm in a one God church tonight. I'm in a blood washed church. I'm in a a tongue talking church. I'm hell In the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what? I understand the skepticisms because if I saw that amount of lying going on, I'd be skeptical too. If I saw people claiming one thing and living another way, I'd be skeptical too. (laughs) If I saw, if I saw people claiming Christianity and holiness and living like the devil and dressing like the devil and going to church on Sunday and living like a devil on Saturday, I'd be skeptical too. (laughs) the world doesn't need another false professing Christian. What they need is a Jesus name apostolic experience that lives it on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday and all day Sunday. That They need a church that knows how to pray, a church that knows how to get a hold of God, a church that knows how to cast out the devils and knows how to bring down the fire from heaven. They need a church that is built upon the truth. Amen. And don't you let their skepticism intimidate you. You just recognize they've been hurt. Recognize they've seen too many liars, they've seen too many fakes, phonies, con men and snake oil salesmen. They've seen too many people talk a good game, and they get a Jesus fix, and then a couple of weeks later, they lose it. They've seen so much of that. You know what? That's all right. As long as they have sincerity and integrity, God can still get a hold of them. All I got to do is live the truth. All I got to do, sometimes they won't even listen to it from my mouth, so I'll preach it with my lifestyle. I'm going to keep on going to the house of God. I'm going to keep up. I'm gonna keep on praying. Come back a week from now. I'm still gonna be talking in tongues. Come back six months from now. I'm still gonna dress holy. Come back a year from now. I'm st- five years down the road. I'm still gonna be dancing and sh- a decade down the. Because I'm built upon the rock. I'm built upon the truth. I'm. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. And his people reflect that character. I'm talking about the truth. There are principles that we are to live by. God established them. I'll give you one principle, I'll give you one, come to church. I'm preaching to young people tonight, one of the greatest lessons you can learn is get to church. There's gonna be some young people that walk out of here that don't remember one word I say. Maybe you might walk away and 10 years from now be at the lowest point of your life. I want you to remember this one point. Get to church. I hope you learn every spiritual mystery in this Bible. But if you don't learn that, get to church. You need to get to where the preacher can get a hold of you. You need to get to where the pastor can get his hands on you. You need to get to where the people are praying. Sometimes the devil will turn you inside out, upside down. You don't know whether you're coming or whether you're going. Honey, when you're in that spot and you think you're gonna die, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You do what you know how to do. You get to church. You get in your car walk don't you you hesitate don't you dilly dally but you run to the city of refuge grab a hold of the horns of the altar and let the hand of come on you need to get to where they can bring down god's power you need to get to where they can cast that devil out of you you need to get to church Amen. It's a principle. You don't have to be the greatest theologian in the world. Get to church. Young man, get there. Young lady, get there. I made up my mind I wanted to raise my children in an atmosphere where God was glorified and where church was a joy. I didn't want church to be a place where they got beat up. I wanted church to be a place where they got healed and where they got delivered and where they got set free. I wanted the church to be a place where the angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. Hallelujah. Church, this is a principle. Amen. Just get there. I know folks that don't know a scripture from a hole on the ground. I know folks that don't know Acts two don't know John 3 5, don't know Acts four don't know, aren't worried about it. All they know is they need something. If you get a patch of ground and it doesn't have anything growing on it, one of the greatest things you can do is just begin to water it and let the sun start shining on it. The continuity of the sun shining and the water falling something good will happen somewhere in there it's a principle amen I don't know how it works. I don't know where it works. But somehow, way, something green pops up out of there eventually. Something begins to grow out of it. You just get to church, young man. Just get to church, young lady. And something good will start to grow out of your life. There are seeds that will start falling into your spirit. There, there is sunlight that will drive away the shadows and the clouds. And there's Holy Ghost rain falling rain and latter rain and it'll dry up your parched ground it will dry up your desert land he'll come up like a root out of a dry ground and you will find him but you gotta get to church it's a principle if somebody hurts you If somebody gossips about you, the worst thing you can do is stop going to church. Well, I need some time to think about it. No, you need to pray. How many got the revelation that thinking's not praying? Well, I need to go pray about it. Then you start thinking about it. You work yourself up into a lather over what somebody said, what somebody did, how they said it, what they did, how they did it. You'll get yourself in trouble. Thinking's not praying. Amen. You need to get to church. Don't stay home. Don't let your ground dry up. The devil likes dry places. A spirit's cast out. He goes looking for rest in dry places. Hallelujah. He loves people who stay home from church. loves people who start to get bitter and he loves people that start to hang around backsliders the worst thing you can do is leave the church come on young man young lady make up in your mind I was glad when they said unto me I might be going through the worst thing in my life my parents might be breaking up my family might be falling apart everybody might be betraying me but I'm going to the house of God, I'm going to the sanctuary. I'm running to the city of refuge. I'm sorry, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it, runneth into it, runneth into it and they are safe. How many people have found refuge in the church? It's just that simple. Principles are simple. They're simple. Prayer is a principle. It's a principle. I think the devil tries to imitate God. I think the spirit of Antichrist tries to imitate God. And the devil will give you his counterfeit for the real thing. God's omniscient. He knows everything. He knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. I believe the devil is trying to imitate that. And with Google and Yahoo and logarithmic, mathematical, logical dynamics powerful mathematicians know what you're going to do before you know what you're going to do and they they can drive you to buy something they can we're living in a, a world young people of young people that are so electronically motivated that they forget to get involved with the real thing And I'm not preaching against electronics, I'm not preaching against the internet or anything like that. I am just telling you that prayer will be texting any day. I don't need Google when I have Jesus. Amen, amen. We're living in a world that wants to be a welfare society. They want to heal you. They want to provide for you. But Jesus is my healer, and he is my provider, and he is my sustainer, and he is Jehovah-Jireh. And what the world is trying to do, I'm sorry, Jesus is able to do it a whole lot better. I want to get a hold of the things of God because they are fundamental. They are... I want to know how many young people struggle with their cell phones when they should be reading the Bible and praying. Amen. How many hours are spent busy with other things? The devil might not get you with fornication or adultery. He he might not get you with murder and abomination, but maybe he'll just make you so busy that you just can't pray. He will dry up your prayer time. Uh, I'm telling you, there's power in prayer. The effectual, fervent. My God, I can't let the devil rob me of my fervency. Come on, young man. God didn't give you that strength so that you could sit around looking at the internet all day. He didn't give you that strength so that you could get involved with pornography. He didn't give you that vitality and that testosterone so that you could channel it into video games. He gave it to you so that you could lift up holy hands. I would that men would pray everywhere. Lift it up. Holy hands. Without wrath and without doubting some effectual fervent prayers of righteous men that knows that know how to get a hold of God amen (laughs) we've got to have the Hannah's and we've got to we've got to have the Mary's and the Elizabeth's the handmaidens of the Lord that know how to get a hold of God instead of comparing themselves to Hollywood It's got to be that way. Prayer works. It's a principle. I don't have to preach that to you very hard here. You folks know prayer works. Prayer is the one thing you can do that can change the cosmos. There are people in this place tonight that would not be here without prayer. Amen. Youth oftentimes doesn't understand the need for prayer. They're so busy. They're going. They're doing. You can accomplish more in a prayer room than you can in all your running around in a day. Amen. I think think there's people here tonight that have a revelation that God saved you by prayer. God saved you by your mother's prayer. He saved you by your cousin's prayer. There were people that walked into this sanctuary and grabbed a hold of heaven and said, Save him, Jesus. Save her, Jesus. Convict them, Jesus. Sometimes you don't want to pray prayers of peace into their life. You want to pray prayers of conviction into their life. Jesus put rocks in their bed. Jesus, I want you to... Hang them over the fire of hell. Wake them up in the Holy Ghost. In the... My God, Lot was down there in Sodom and Gomorrah and had no idea that there was an uncle up on a hillside saying, don't let Sodom and Gomorrah get my boy. But get him out. Get him out. There's got to be an Abraham that has a revelation that Lot will never get out of Sodom and Gomorrah if God's people don't pray. Some lots in the church tonight that are here because some Abrahams knew how to get a hold of God. Prayer is a principle. Amen. Solomon dedicated the temple. Had a preacher friend of mine and he was talking to me the other day. He pointed this out to me. He says, Solomon, he dedicated the temple and when he dedicated it, he said, He said, Lord, we're a sinful people. We're bringing sacrifice to you and I wanna pray. And he prayed one of the most eloquent prayers you'll ever find in 2 Chronicles chapter six. He he said, Lord, if we go to battle and we've sinned against you, then can our enemies smite us and overcome us if we will turn towards this place and pray would you hear and would you forgive and would you help us and Lord if your people if they if they sin and you shut up the heavens and it doesn't rain and there's famine and the the ground breaks and, and cracks and is dry and crops can't grow if your people will turn towards Jerusalem and if they'll, if they'll pray, would you hear and would you help them? Prayer works. And, and, and if, if, if we go out to battle and, and we win, would you, would, if, we, if we prayed, would you go out with us and would you establish our cause and would you be with us As we live for you and would you help us as we come against our adversary if we'll turn our face towards Jerusalem and if we prayed would you do this and he prays this prayer over and over and over again as he dedicates the temple of God and finally God comes down and he says my ears will be open and I will be attentive and I will help you and I will drive away your enemies And I, my eyes will be open, my ears will be attentive to to what happens here at this temple. He begins to pronounce blessing upon them. And it's a beautiful blessing that God gives. And Solomon's prayed this over and over again. And as God gets finished, it's almost like an afterthought. And he says, oh, and by the way, Solomon, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, yeah, I'll hear from heaven. If they'll turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land. I want to preach to some young people tonight. There's power in prayer. It is in prayer that you will break your carnal spirit. It is in prayer that you will confront your past. It is in prayer that you will break your selfish will and you'll crucify your flesh. It's in prayer that you'll be called into ministry. It's in prayer that God will inspire. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth when the evil days draw not nigh. I'm telling you, we have got to pray. We don't need more lights. We don't need more programs. We don't need a fancier music program. We need to pray. We need to find the hand of God and say move in my spirit (laughs) move in my youth group move in my family the devil hates principle I'm reminded of the story of the preacher who prayed and, and the devil will tell you prayer doesn't work. He'll tell you prayer is a waste of time. But when you pray, the Bible says that you, you can actually shut up heaven. And you can open it again if it's in God's will. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Prayer has power. Young people have to get this revelation. Prayer has power. A lot of times, your problem is not a devil problem; it's a carnal problem. And you just—the answer is not some big spiritual exorcism. You just need to find a prayer room and cast the flesh out. You gotta crucify the flesh. You, you don't have a devil problem; you got a flesh problem. And and that attitude, and that spirit, and that 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 temptation—it will die if you pray. Hallelujah I'm not preaching anything deep. I'm telling you it's a principle. It's a fundamental truth that every young man and every young lady must get and you must get it now. I'm reminded of the old preacher who prayed. He'd wake up every morning 5 a.m. And he would pray from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. He would pray. He would pray. He would pray. And he would call on God. He prayed that way for years. His his children didn't really do that. They kind of looked at him like, that's just dad. Then his grandkids kind of looked at him, and that was just grandpa. And they honored him for it, and they respected him for it, but they didn't really duplicate it. But every day, seven days a week, 5 a.m., to 7 a.m., he would pray. You could set your clock by it. There's something about faithfulness and there's something about prayer that gets a hold of him. I know that's not glitzy. I know that's not glamorous. I I know that there's a lot of people that think they can skate by on charisma and good looks and talent. And and there's a lot of people that can play the piano and they don't pray. But I would rather... I would rather pray than have talent and charisma any day. I don't need a church full of talented devils. I need a church of praying people that know how to that know how to break the shackles, that know how to break open a service, that know how to pray for the sick and they recover, that know how to cast out devils, and that know how. He would pray, he would pray, he would pray, he would pray. I don't mean for a year or two years, I mean for decades. And one day he had an aneurysm. There was a blockage of some kind, there was a weakness in one of the, one of the veins in his head. And it, it burst, they rushed him to the hospital and it looked like he was going to die. They didn't offer much hope. It was pretty extensive the damage that had been done. I don't know all the medical details, but he was he was in a medically induced coma. And it was the first time that he couldn't pray in 40 some years. And they said he's he's going to die and you need to gather the family. And they did. They people came from around the country his testimony his his integrity his his principle <laughs> had impacted so many people i i'm scared to death that we're losing the men and women of principle and they're being replaced with something else i'm scared to death that the bedrock stick-to-itiveness the faithfulness that has that has brought the apostolic message to this point the simple steadfastness not the glitz not the glamour not the high flying not the easy smile that doesn't have a lot of depth i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the bedrock determination that says i might not be the best i might not be the richest but i can pray and i can get a hold of god and we're going to have a move of god oh! People are healed when you pray. People are set set free when the church... (laughs) The Spirit of God will fill the temple when you understand the principle of prayer. And here they came. People who loved him. Even the hypocrites showed up. Because even hypocrites... No praying people. <laughs> they won't come to church, but when they get cancer, they don't go to the false prophet. Uh uh-uh. uh. They see principle. They might not like principle, but they understand principle. And they're not going to go to the greasy grace place. And they're not going to go to the easy-believers-in place. They're going to go to the holiness place. They're going to go to the people that live it on Monday, Tuesday, and through Saturday. They're, they're going to go to the place where the fire falls. They're going to go to the place that they might have ignored all that time. But principle can even speak to a hypocrite. <laughs> Here they came. And they gathered around and they understood a patriarch could possibly die. And they all got there. They gathered around and a funny thing happened. He didn't die, he just laid there. People had to go get hotel rooms and they, they knew it was going to be any time. But the next morning, from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., His vital signs improved. And then at seven, they stopped. And they waited. Went back to the hotel room, and the next day, from five to seven a.m., they improved a little more. And the next day, five to seven... And every day, for the next week and a half, from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., those vital signs grew stronger and stronger. Until one day, all oh, about 8 o'clock, those eyes popped open. And he sat up in bed. He said, what are you all doing here? They said, we was waiting for you to die. He said, oh, I hated to waste all your time. He said, but every morning from 5 to 7 a.m., an angel sat in that chair right there and told me... You've been here for 45 years with us, and we ain't going to leave you now. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell somebody there's power in prayer. Come on, young man. Don't you wait until you're in a car accident before you learn how to pray. Don't you wait until you've wrecked your marriage until you learn how to pray. Don't you wait until you've wasted your finances until you learn. Don't you wait until you lose your teenager before you learn how to pray. You've got to learn to pray now. It's the Power of principle. <laughs> Hallelujah. The wicked always underestimate the value of principle. They have no idea what it is that they have in their hands, and they will mock the whole land. They will make you feel a half step slow. They will make you feel like you have two left feet and they are the coolest thing in the world. They will make you think like you're missing out. I'm talking to young people tonight, don't you ever fall for that trap. There has always been mockers, there will always be mockers. The devil will always place a mocker in your life. He will place the mocker in Isaac's life. As Ishmael mocked him, he placed a mocker on the day of Pentecost when others mocking said these men are full of new wine don't you ever be intimidated about who you are if you have principle if you have the Holy Ghost if you live holy and dress holy and believe in one God if you are a tongue talker don't you be ashamed you have got the greatest thing in the world you are not the tail you are the head You, you are not crazy you have the mind of Christ you And the devil can hate you and can laugh at you and try to shame you. You can feel like you're missing out. The devil will tell you you're missing out. I mean, y'all, you have no idea. I'm, I want to preach to young people. Don't you fall for the trap that the devil has when he tells you you're missing out. You'll have backslidden friends and backslidden cousins and people who walk away from God and neighbors and whoever I'm preaching to young people tonight And they will look so cool. Have you ever wondered why The bad people always get the most publicity when you're young The world promotes the bad people And 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 I don't know what it is because they're called popular when they're young and they're they they seem like they have a dangerous edge when they're young and for some reason too many people allow the wrong influences to gain power as as they flout authority and they they do things they know they're not supposed to do and for some reason there's a, a, a sinful magnetism that comes with that they're called cool and popular when when they're young they're called criminals and losers when they get old <laughs> and that dangerous edge gets real old when you got to pay the bills. And you got to raise the kids. And you got to keep a roof over your head. I am telling you, you might feel like you're missing out. You aren't missing out on anything. You are right in the middle of what God is doing. And those people that run out so fast, you'll meet them coming back with their tail tucked between their legs if you got the holy ghost you got the greatest thing in the world you have got the greatest power the world has ever seen don't you let the devil mock you if he tries to make you feel crazy just shout a little bit louder clap your hands a little bit louder leap a little higher talk in tongues a little bit longer hallelujah Michael looked at David and said, you look crazy. He said, honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm gonna shout more. I'm gonna dance more. I'm gonna sing more. I'm gonna. Hey, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God, the power of God. And it's the only thing that matters. It's a principle. It's principle. I, I've lived long enough to see that principle wins every time. There is a spirit in our world. I don't want to preach a lot longer, but I, I want to get the point across. There's a spirit in our world that hates principle, that hates truth. It it wants to knock you out of prayer. It wants to knock you out of the simple act of reading your Bible. You'll be so immersed in electronics and video games and all kind of, and you won't even be able to sit still and read one chapter. A big part of prayer and Bible reading is grabbing your attention and getting a lasso around it and putting a bit in its mouth and saying you are not going to think about anything but the things of God right now. I am bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ and I'm going to focus like a laser beam and I'm going to touch the throne of God this morning. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There needs to be a young man and a young lady that learns how to get a hold of God like that. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You don't have to be old. You don't have to be established for a hundred years. You just need to have a little determination that I will, I. Oh, hallelujah. I, I'm as holy as I want to be. You're as holy as you want to be. Well, the devil's so tough, brother Urshan, I just don't think, don't, don't give me that. You are as anointed as you want to be. If you will live by principle, there is no devil in hell that can make you do anything. Most of the time, if you don't have control of yourself, it's not a devil problem. It's a lack of prayer problem. You get in that prayer room, and you grab a hold of those devils. And you say, you're not going to control me anymore. I'm getting you underneath my feet in Jesus' name. I'm getting those attitudes. You don't control me. I control you in the name of Jesus Christ. You are not going to torment me one more second. You are not going to play with my mind one more. I am not going to backslide. I am not going to give up. I am not going to hang around that crowd. I am... hold of it. Grab a hold of it. There's a devil that wants your vineyard and you can't let him have it. The more you stand on principle, the more the spirit of this world will hate you. You're feeling it right now. There are things being changed right now that people never thought would be changed. And it's gonna take a praying church to overcome that. There is a spirit of this world. There's a spirit of sensuality and seduction. The Bible says that Jezebel and Ahab came against Naboth. They come against the man of God. There has to be a man of God that stands his ground and says, there is no selling point. There is no price that you could ever pay me because I have the most precious thing in the universe. Because sin has a selling point. If you have a selling point, the devil will find it. And there has to be somebody that stands up and says, what I have can't be purchased. You can't have my prayer life. You can't have my Bible study. You can't have my church. You can't have my preacher. Uh Uh-uh. You can't have my marriage. Uh Uh-uh. You can't have my morality. Amen. I am sold out. I am fully vested. I am fully in This is my heritage. This is my life. This is my eternity. Amen. And there'll be an Ahab. there'll be a worldly influence that shows up that tries to get you to sell out. They will find your selling point. They will find out how they can turn the heat up so much that you will leave God, that you will walk away. The world's all about money. They say that everything has a price. Well, it's not for sale. Everything's for sale if the price is right. That's how the world operates. And that's how Ahab and Jezebel operated until they ran into a man of principle. Because principle don't have a selling price. You don't have enough money to pay me off. You don't have enough influence to intimidate me. might be the king. It's that kind of a thing that while all the yes men are telling the king what he wants to hear, Micaiah and John the Baptist both can step up to a heathen king and say, I don't care if you are the king. The word of God is the word of God. And you might kill me, but I'm not selling out. This is my vineyard. This is my stand. This is my mountain that I'm ready to die on. I'm ready to pay principal's price. (laughs) You'll see it. The devil will bring you to a price point. He'll find out what you'll say. Will you you sell out for a worldly girl? Will you sell out for a worldly boy? If you don't get what you want, are you going to backslide? Are you going to be faithful in your tithe and offering uh, and you better get a job or else? And if you don't get the job you want, well, that didn't work. I'm not going to get my tithe and offering anymore. What is your selling point? If enough family members turn on you, are you going to give up serving God? If enough people make fun, what is your selling point? If they mock you and laugh at you and ridicule you, what is your se- selling point? There's this, you'll see it in the people of God, you'll see it in people's time of temptation. The devil will try to purchase their principle. He comes to Esau and there comes a chance to sell out. And the Bible says it, you've heard the story of Jacob and Esau. but. Have you ever looked at the little inside conversation that Esau had with himself? He actually reasoned it out in his mind. Serving God comes with a price tag, honey. You're not going to be the most popular. You're going to have to sacrifice. It's not always going to be a bed of roses. It's going to get tough. It's going to get rough. But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. It's not given to the swift. It's not given to the strong. Hallelujah. There is no selling point. He, 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 he looks around and, and Jacob says, Give it to me. I'll give you a bowl of soup. I'll give you a bowl of pottage. And, and Esau, he actually says, What good will the birthright do me if I die? I got the answer to that question. It'll do you a world of good, brother. Hallelujah. That's the whole reason why I got this thing. Is that when this life ends, the next life starts. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, I'll stay in church long enough, but if it's going to make me lose too much, I'm not going to stick around. I better get a boyfriend sooner. I'm going to backslide. If, if I don't find a girlfriend, I'm going to have to go out to the club and find somebody. Uh-uh. You cannot have a selling point. You have got to look at the devil and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Get it? Hallelujah. If I don't get it? Hallelujah. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. (laughs) Principle doesn't have a price. What's your price, neighbor? Is it pornography? Is it comparing yourself to, to worldly young ladies that are sensual and that becomes your definition of beauty? Is that your price? Is it worldly music that you click on after you leave a Holy Ghost service and invite those devils back in that you just cast out? Ah, When mom and dad aren't there. And when pastor's not there, and when bishop's not there, the Holy Ghost is there. And principal has to get a hold of you and say, I'm not. Come on. When Potiphar's wife shows up, there's got to be a Joseph that stands up and says, not me. No, sir. No, man. Well, well. He didn't say I can't because I might get caught or I can't because I might get in trouble or I can't because I might mess things up or I can't because somebody might find out. He didn't say any of that. He said I cannot sin against my God. I am bound by principle. I am bound by the truth. I'm in love with the things of God and you can't have it. When nobody's watching, I want to praise him anyway. When nobody's looking, I want to praise him anyway. When I have every reason to backslide, there's still no reason to backslide. Because God, God is worthy. What's your selling point, Naboth? Somebody hurt me. A brother hurt me. My friend betrayed me. Now here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. A preacher hurt me. I got a right to backslide. You know what I found out about a people that feel like they got a right to backslide? Many times if you dig deep enough, they were looking for a reason to backslide. There's gotta be something on the inside of you that says, I don't care what they do. This is my vineyard. I don't care what they say. This is what God's given to me. Ahab might be a scoundrel, but that doesn't change the fact that God is great and he's greatly to be praised. That's, it's principle that when David could have killed Saul, he could have taken his life and he had a reason to do it. Principle said, no! He's right here. You can kill him. He deserves it. You know what he did. You got it. What's your selling point, Naboth? (laughs) I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Is this all right? What do you do when your leader is chucking javelins at you? What do you do, Jacob, when, when your boss is robbing you and stealing from you and labeling you a rebel when you know he's not doing right? Oh, they're all hypocrites. I'm never going fi- to follow a man of God again. I'm leaving church. I'm never coming back. That's exactly what the devil wants. Just because there's one hypocrite doesn't mean they're all hypocrites. There is a man of God. And principle says, I'm not going to touch the preacher. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to give up on God. There's people that fail. But God is great. And there is a church. And I'm not going to let the devil have my faith. I know it's a youth conference, but I'm preaching to adults tonight too. Don't you get bitter where you are. Don't you try to justify backsliding. I got to find a man of God. I gotta, because I believe in the principle. I believe in the principle. And Jezebel will come. And she'll look for your selling point. There's an interior dialogue. What good will the birthright do me? What good will it do me if I die? And usually you'll find out that, that when it comes to giving your all, that's where people sell out. Esau looked at it and said, the price is too high. Judas looked at it and didn't value it at all judah sold out joseph he sold out principle and truth and heaven's plan for a small sum because they have selling points but that's not how principle operates if you will give yourself to truth and give yourself to principle you know that god is in control of everything Hey, I got news for you. I don't tell the truth because it gets me further. And I don't tell the truth because I might get caught. I tell the truth because I love the truth. It's the principle. That's just what I do. Well, I'll tell him the truth because it might get me further in life. I might be able to score points. Uh Uh-uh. That's how the world does it. You don't do things according to how they treat you. If they treat you terrible, you tell the truth anyway. Well, I'm not going to love them because they hurt me and I'm going to give back. uh, Uh-uh. You live by principle. I live by principle. You love because God is love. I'm not loving because how you treated me. I'm loving because I love love. Because I've given Myself over to the principle. God is love, and perfect love casteth out all fear. I'm in love with the things of God. That's why I tell the truth. That's why I love people because I'm bound by principle. And so you'll see the three Hebrew children. Musicians can come. You'll see the three Hebrew children. As they look at Nebuchadnezzar and the old bartering and the old negotiation begins. Worship my image. We won't. And he begins to probe to see what their selling point is. If you don't worship, I'll kill you. Same deal that Esau had. What good will it do me if I die? Esau concluded, not much. Judas concluded, not much. Judah concluded, not much. But those three boys looked at him and said, O king, we believe in submission, we believe in authority, we'll pay our taxes, we'll we'll be good citizens, we'll mow our lawns, and and, and we'll, we'll do everything we need to do. But in this matter, we are not careful to answer thee. Because there is a king that is higher than you. Hekala You can heat that furnace up seven times all you want to. And God is able to deliver me. But if he doesn't, we're not going to bow anyway. Because we're bound by principle. We're bound by the things of God. I'm in love with the truth. If God works it out, great. If God doesn't work it out, hallelujah, anyhow. I'm not leaving God. I'm not leaving principle. I'm not leaving the church. I want some young people to lift your hands tonight. I want you to lift your hands and magnify him. There's too many people that come to pay principles' price and backslide and sell out. They used to dance around apostolic altars, but now they they worship a different God. When it came time to pray the price of holiness, they sold out. When it came time to pay the price of Jesus' name, they sold out. And when it came time to pay the price of living separate and apart in a wicked and a perverse generation, they had a selling point. I just want to know if there's a Naboth in the house, if there's a Joseph in the house that can say, I'm ready to give it all. Let's lift our hands right where you're at. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voice. Come on, young man. I want you to lift up your voice. He Pray now, young lady, pray now, pray now don't you get caught up in the glitz and the glamour don't you get caught up in what the world considers popular don't you get caught up in it don't 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 find yourself skipping out on church don't find yourself hanging around the fringes ah uh-uh. you've got to live by principle you've got to pay the price that principle demands ha if you'll pay it god will reward you god will help you you you'll never see him in the fiery furnace if you don't stand on principle as these musicians play i want somebody to step out from where you are i want i want some neighbors i i i want some esters i want you to come out and i want you to say i'm planting some things here tonight I've seen too many backsliders I've seen too many people fall by the wayside This first night Of Mid-America Youth Conference I want some young people to Grab a hold of principle I'll pay it If Jezebel takes my life I'll pay it (laughs) If If they kick me out I'll pay it I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to cut the corners. No, I won't do it. I'm not going to follow the crowd. I'm not going to, I'm going to pay principal's price. I'm going to give everything I have. Come on. I need to know if there's a little widow woman that can throw in all she has tonight. Can you throw in all that you have? Can you pay principal? Man, she didn't give as much. The rich guy gave. Oh, it's the principal. Don't you get it? She gave everything. And she paid principal's price. Come on, honey. Give everything to him. Come on, Come on Naboth, stand in your vineyard. Stand in this Jesus name message. Stand in the Holy Ghost. Stand in the middle of the oneness of God and say, this is my vineyard right here. This is the vineyard of my forefathers and you can't have it. And I won't sell it. And I love him too much. I love him too much. I found him. Come on, young lady.
1: The man. Ew. All have, my own power to reach into the my From my heart, I heart, to, heart to the heavens, I'm not afraid to say. Somebody tell the I'm not afraid. You can't have my vision. You can't have my vision.